In a nation divided by red and blue, we at Core Values want to lead from the front. We want to bring both sides together and help create a unified purple nation. So we had such a great response from our military spouse spotlight that now we want to, you know, take this next step further. The goal is to start, you know, highlighting the military community. So we're going to be taking this into the now highlighting the veteran owned businesses. And we're really going to get into kind of what it's like to be a, a veteran. What's it like to be in the military? What it's like to get out and then start your own business. Hey, Leroy, how you doing? <clears throat> Hey, what's going on? Good morning, Zach. How you doing out there? You're in Tampa, hey, right? We're we, we doing good, Devil Dog. <laughs> <laughs> How long you served and then kind of what what business you do? Yes. Yeah, so um, first of all, my name, thank, thank you for having me here on the oh. uh, Core Values podcast. Um, definitely, uh, my name is Leroy Brown. Uh, I am a, a retired Marine. I did 20 years uh, United States Marine Corps. I've uh, been retired two years now. Uh, I'm, a uh, I'm a family man. I've been married almost uh, 19 years come Marine Corps birthday. Hoorah. Hoorah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, so next year is the big, next year is the big 20, um, Oof. 20 years on Marine Corps birthday. Uh, I am from Mississippi originally. Uh, I'm a family man of five. I got three, three kids, which is uh, two of them almost, you know, grown. Um, wow. and, a, and a second grader, so a second grader, a uh, freshman in college, and a, a, a high school uh, senior. Wow! So, yeah, and I'm a full time artist. I'm a full time artist now. I've been I've been painting since uh, seriously since 2008. Uh, business owner, own my own business, and I'm going to school full time, seeking a BA in entrepreneurship. Wow! So, yeah, that's pretty now, much it in a nutshell. Being that you you did your 20. I mean, you, you literally got to see it from, you know, 2002 or maybe 2000, pre-9-11, post-9-11, all the way into where we are right now. What, what was it like for you? What was your experience in the military during that time, being that you were there probably in the most transitional time uh, in the history of the military? I, uh, I graduated in the year 2000. Uh, did a semester of, a, of college and realized college wasn't uh, it at the time. Uh, nor mm -hmm. was being nor was being in the in the state of Mississippi or my mom's house. So a lot of my peers were joining the military, you know. So um, I did a semester of college successfully, and then I I, I uh, swore in on my 19th birthday. I swore in on my 19th birthday to go into the Marine Corps. Um, first mm -hmm. duty station was Okinawa. 9/11, you know, jumped off. Uh, well. Yes, nine eleven. I was over in Okinawa. It was day. It was day. It was nighttime in uh, in the barracks, and it was daytime uh, in the U.S. Uh, mm -hmm. As an administrator, went straight to camp to camp guard. So you know, as a nineteen year old, brand new private PFC, uh, you, you thought you was gonna be. I thought I was gonna be doing my MOS right out, but I, a couple months, you know, I was on camp guard. You know, direct uh, mm -hmm. Delta. You know, patrolling. So I'm from Mississippi, and I'm all, I always was disciplined. So uh, through OIF and you know, mm. uh, it, 
as an administrator, you wanted to be on the front lines regardless, yeah. but support support was the biggest thing. So, you know, I got to experience a lot of, uh, you know, you know that, that, that whole military mindset, if you will, uh, being in camp guard out in Okinawa with the infantry uh, and just being on a high alert, you know, from the yeah. time I joined the Marine Corps, pretty much my first four years, you know. So, wow. Yeah. Just to get in, you get introduced to the Marine Corps with 9-11. And, you know, that that set a tone kind of for your service. You're a boot, and this is what you're getting into. You know what I mean? What did that do to mold your leadership style as you carried on your tenure in the in the military? I had leaders before. I had a lot of leaders in the Marine Corps. First of all, the Marine Corps boot camp, regardless yep. of the ad adversary, terrorist attacks and stuff like that, we were prepared. We were mentally prepared uh, uh. for that at that at that time. Uh, and and uh, I think by having having people in the Marine Corps to to also lead the way as well, you know, because I was a little line scorpion, but you know, still a leader in some respect, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so so um. And then throughout the throughout my time, throughout my time, I mean, like, you know, I always use that, you know, I can always, you know, I can be in better situations. So if we, you know, we, you know, they say that I think is Marines like misery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so if we're in a, uh, if we're in a miserable situation, we're having a great time because we're thinking about engaging the enemy or, you know, taking care of our, or the United States, taking care of the home front, if you will. Yeah. So uh, everywhere I went, I think I had that mindset, like, you know, taking care of my, my brother to my left sister, left to left to the, and right and doing what I was supposed to do, doing what I was told to do, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so pretty early on in your in your your service, you became a parent. Um, if you, if you, you, you say saying that you have a freshman in college right now, you're not that old of a man. You should, not that much gray in that beard yet. Uh, what else? But I wanted to see. Um, did being a parent change the way that you viewed the Marine Corps? And did it change the way that you uh, led your Marines? Yeah, I was a parent early, like early, 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 like, you know. Uh, yeah. So I did not let, uh, for one, I was working for not just myself. I was working for the family, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. to put food on the table, Uncle Sam, if you will, will, uh, provided a way, uh, you know, three hots in the cot, you know, but, you know, you took on a family, you know, you, now you were, you were prepared to uh, take care of the family. I mean, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. the, the Marine Corps, the military will uh, put stuff out there, resources that takes care of you and your family. But uh, as far as mentoring and training Marines and stuff like that, uh, the Marine Corps actually came first, you know, it always oh, yeah. was the first mission, you know, uh, mission complete. So, but, you know, I always look at it as a big picture. It wasn't just the job, the, the nine-to-five job of clocking in and clocking out, PT. Uh, you know, I had to do it with the family on my back, you know. that you know, mm. So I knew that I, it was bigger than me. You know, it was bigger than me. Like, you know, mm. I had a honor, courage, and commitment, you know. Yeah. I mean, because you, you go through your oath, you go through your swearing-in process, and you have this, this service. You, you're providing a service. You have a responsibility to take care of protect the nation. Uh, and then you compile that with being a father, with being a spouse, with having uh, responsibility of uh, being the, the, the leader of the family, which is something that, you know, that's all in itself 
a big responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And when you combine those together, I think the problem is, is you have to make sure that the country is served so that your family can live in it. Absolutely. And that's why it would take the priority. You have to look at it like I'm taking care of my family by taking care of my country. It's the most unselfish thing, you know, to put, you know, knowing that you're going into, uh, you know, enemy territory, either way you look at it, whether it's mental or where you're physically going into that territory, you know that you're putting yourself on the line, but at the same time, you're trying to be smart about it. And then, you know, having that extra motivation as a father and as a, as a husband, you know, got me through some of those, you know, those years, those crucial years. We're, we're moving real quick. So I want to get into it. When you were away from your, your, your spouse, and got back together. How were you able to rekindle that relationship? Because you had been gone for so long that you, you know, how do you get that spark again? Ah, uh, so so for one, my, my wife was an active duty, active duty herself. So she was already prepared. I married mm -hmm. into, I married into, you know, we were dual active duty. So she understood. So on my, uh, it was easier for me because you know yeah. if I had to go anywhere. Um, it was understood. So I didn't get married until after I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, but uh, I knew she was active duty. We were both active duty. So kind of like kind of meshed together, you know? Yeah. And she was from the city. I'm, I'm, I'm from the country, the country part of the world. She's from the city. So, you know, they say opposites attract. Yeah. That, that, that's one of the benefits is the preparation aspect mm -hmm. and the, the ability to, uh, to communicate some type of solution uh, for the problem. That's, you know, problem solving. That's the best part about the military is they, solve problems. Mm -hmm. um, so for you, uh, being that you were an artist, how much of that art did you do while you were serving and how did you develop that art over time to get to the point where you can start your own business? So, great uh, question, Zach. I mean, I, I, I tell you, uh, art was therapy. Uh, it was therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Anytime I had to escape what I was going through, it was a stressful situation. First of all, I was into art from elementary, so it was ingrained wow. in me ever since I was, you know, a grade school kid. I, I cannot remember painting that early on, but, mm -hmm. I, you know, painting didn't really come to me till I got, I think the first thing I done for my wife was painted some monarch butterflies. So, you know, to show some affection, I was painting pictures, um, but I knew that was my way to communicate, and I, I knew that was my way of understanding certain situations. So. To learn about things, uh, I would I would paint, uh, and also to 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 get away from life, if you will, uh, mindset wise. Yeah. I could travel to any place I actually want to by by painting. Uh, but you know, 2000 and, uh, 2006, I was painting. I was you know I was six years in the Marine Corps at that point. But you know, yeah. at, at, at any point on my in my leisure, I was I, I had something. I had canvas. I had paint. I didn't get serious about art until 2008 when I got really serious about business-wise. So I was part-time painting, you know, painting. Mm -hmm. uh, go home, prepping, you know. I met a mentor who also was a Marine heavy equipment operator in, in South Carolina. Now, I was on the drill field during that time. So it was kind of, still was kind of difficult to paint, but mm -hmm. I found time uh, to, to get to the canvas and the paint, if you will. Uh, you know, I took a class, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping out over the place. I took a class. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> so I had seventh grade uh, art, yeah, and tenth grade, tenth grade art. Everything was self-taught, really, because I just wanted to paint. The willingness to mm. want to, to want to do it, you know. Uh, you know, I couldn't. You know, some people would play guitar, some people would play piano, but I was the one with the canvas and the paint. You know, uh, and and a lot of Marines didn't even know I was 
I was painting on my own time. And it's like, where did this come from? Um, so I, I did have a seventh and 10th grade art that everybody has to take as a prerequisite, you know, in high school and middle school. But mm -hmm. I wanted to do it, actually, you know. And then later on, I was, you know, 2005, I took a painting class. What was the defining moment that made you be like, I'm going to make a business out of this? I feel like, you know, seeing the guy, the, uh, the mentor, having a mentor that actually was doing, you know, first of all, he was a, he was a, a retired Marine. And I'm mm. like, he's doing, he's doing what he want to do in life. I became his apprentice. I started coming around, learning the trade, tricks of the trades, mm -hmm. you know, how to, how to talk amongst other artists, you know, how to market myself. And he said, hey, Leroy, one thing you want to do is you want to build your brand and you want to keep uh, perfecting your craft. He said, somebody's yep. going to ask you, uh, hey, I like this piece. What else do you have? You don't want to be, you know, caught behind, hands behind your back with nothing, you know, nothing else to show. So Facts. I think uh, I just kept painting and painting and painting. And I'm like, I knew it, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, I've already done the hardest thing ever is Marine Corps recruit training. <laughs> so what else? It's what, so what true. Else? Yeah, what else? I figured what else is there, you know, I could do anything else. There, you know, everything else is like I'm on, I'm on the ground. I'm not doing a rappel tire. I'm not doing a slide for life. I'm not in a gas chamber. You know, so I look at everything as, uh, and not just to put it all on the military, it's the more of wanting to do it, you know, yeah. uh, wanting to do what you want to do in life. Um, I listened to a lot of Earl Nightingale, and I think, mm. you know, and I, and I didn't even know he was, a, you know, a Marine. This is like 1950s, 1960s, listening to YouTube, and he talks about the, the strangest secret to success. So, mm. you know, I, I, I consider myself successful if I'm doing exactly what I want to do in life, and nothing can deter me away uh, from mm. being an artist at this point. You know, the thing about Marines are we're, we're addicted and drawn to adversity. So you, you show us something and we find a way to, you know, overcome it. Yeah. That's, uh, it's kind of ingrained in us from the very beginning. Mm. Now, when, when, when you start developing your art and you really started seeing, you know, how you're taking it to the next level, mm. When you, be, when you officially became a business, what type of adversity that, we were that we're talking about did you get presented to you in order to kind of get things going? So for one, it's, it's, one, of those, it's one of those things where you, if you're not selling artwork, um, you can't be, if you're that person, uh, if you're not making money from art, if no one's buying it, then what, what's the point or what's, yeah. What are you feeding? What are you feeding? How are you, how mm. are you paying your bill? Your bills, you know. So it helps yeah. that I'm a retired retired marine. I'm going to school full time, and um, it helps that I already have a pension uh, yeah. to be able to become a full time artist, you know. And even if I, you know, I can't say if I if I didn't have a twenty year career in the Marine Corps, I can't say that because you know at this point my mind is made up, and I've already done the twenty, so I can't look at any other situation. Mm. Uh, situations to my point to where I'm at today. Yeah. Um, I hope I answered that one correctly. <laughs> well, I don't think there is no correct answer. Uh, the, the goal is, is that I want to kind of help veterans that might have a hobby, veterans that might have a skill. You know, yeah. if they wanted to get into the business side, what can they expect in the adversity uh, okay, department? Okay. So, so adverse, uh, Adverse is the fact that uh, you, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Yeah. So, you know, throughout the Marine Corps, uh, I've worked in different – I've, I've worked at, at, at Walmart in the deli. 
You know, yep. it's it's always something that you can be doing. You know, if, you, if there's idle time, uh, there's something wrong. You have to go find what you want to do and, and knock on that door and say, hey, can I come over here and sweep the floor just to see what you're doing and how you do this? That's, you know, that's mm -hmm. connecting with people, not keeping your mouth closed, you know, finding that mentor. I think that's the greatest thing. Uh, you got to find somebody, something, some, someone's within reach, uh, within miles that you can go sit around and uh, connect with. Uh, adversity is um, when society, society or the economy says, okay, you need to go work somewhere else. You, you need to go, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't, it's not, it's not uh, financially possible for you to do this when it is, mm -hmm. when you can do it one brick at a time, you know, one little thing at a time. Uh, you, you shouldn't look at the big picture. Um, writer's block writer's block for artists is like i don't know what to paint you know if you're sitting around yeah you know just just you know start thinking you know start thinking and i'm not saying it's going to come to you but um you know write in the journal like you know what i'm saying so a lot of times when i had writer's block you know i i will i will uh take pictures references from the internet or go for walks looking at situations and i'm like okay i'm writing in my notes or i'm taking a photo from the internet and putting it in my album to paint things to paint because i can't paint it right now I'm at, a, I'm at a standstill, but but I tell you, for 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 those ones that are that want to be an artist or anything of the like, you have to do keep doing it. Consistency, you know, you have to keep keep perfecting that craft. Because I'm telling you, I didn't start I didn't start here. I um I didn't buy the most uh I, I was looking for uh, let me see. I didn't know what brand or what quality stuff to paint, like paint and canvas. I'm at the mm -hmm. point now where I pay for I pay for what I'm you know. I get the most cost. Uh, let me see how I say this. Uh, the most quality quality stuff I, I yeah. buy, right? Because I want I want the the results. But when I first started painting, I was just you know I was buying like you know anything. Uh, mm -hmm. But it took me to get to that point because I can afford that, you know. But yeah, you yeah. To, you, you you go with kind of what's the the set standard on what yeah. you're trying to achieve. Oh, this is the professional quality. Yeah. Well, yeah. you don't need a professional quality to make a professional product. Right. You right. are exactly. the professional. You make mm -hmm. the product. You are the one that can make it a professional product. So yeah. what you do, what you use it on doesn't matter. It's what and, you see, what you feel, <laughs> what you touch. Yep. And, and another thing, Zach, man, Zach, uh, I'm in my studio right now, right? But the thing is, I, I painted in the kitchen. <laughs> the yeah. studio the studio lies within you so wherever you go the studio goes so you know um i painted in the kitchen i painted in the garage of base houses i painted on the balcony of a two-bedroom apartment in florida you know yeah uh but so and, and i finally got to the point we bought a house in 2018 and they're like can i have can i have this corner of the house can yeah. i have this corner um, i just want this section yeah it's not it's not about oh yeah i don't have my tools yet no Get the two, one, two at a time. Yeah. And group yourself, your mindset, group yourself with a, a like-minded person. That, if he, you don't have to be an artist, somebody that's doing something, you know. And that was Hank Herring for me in 2008 where I turned the light bulb on and I started being serious about this thing, regardless mm -hmm. if I was in the Marine Corps or not. You know, I was, I, I was painting on deployments. I was drawing and sketching on deployments in different places because yeah. it was leisure. You know, you know, everybody wants to go ride an elephant, but... Yeah, I rode an elephant, but I come back to the you know the quarters, and I'm I'm doing something with art. Yeah, and I I think the since we're on the topic of art, this the special thing about art is if you have moments and you don't have a camera, most people can never remember and relive those moments. 
But for artists, they can get into their mind, get back to that moment, paint it, and be able to relive that moment through their painting. Yeah. So it, it allows artists to be able to tap into memories in a way that most people aren't allowed, aren't capable of doing. Uh, you can relive moments. You can you can hold a memory, uh, a moment in memory, paint it to the way that you remember it, and then you can always feel that emotion, that connection to that piece of art. Mm -hmm. um, and that that goes for sculptures. That goes. This is mm -hmm. art in general. Um, yeah. Now, for for where you are now with your business, where are you trying to take your business, and what steps do you see as the, uh, the, the, the next ones that you need to take to be uh, successful? Okay, good question. Um, where I'm trying to take my business, right, is, is where I'm actually taking what I'm doing now. Uh, actually being an example to people that, uh, excuse me, uh, all different types of people, right? Trying to be an example, trying to lift someone's spirit. Right, and it's not just me lifting and inspiring. It's the art making mm. them making this presentation in somebody's house and lasting for a lifetime, or you know, however long they want to keep me on their walls, becoming a becoming a brand. You know, saying like, yeah. okay, we brand, brand, brand. I'm wearing the Leroy Brand art shirt. I'm my biggest cheerleader, my biggest hype man, my biggest MC. You know, um, if I don't do it, who, who's gonna promote me? Yeah. So I'm my, I, I'm my biggest promoter. Um, so, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I just lost my train of thought. What, what was that? Was no, I was just, I was asking you what, where do you want your business to go? Okay. And then yeah. what is your next step to being successful? Yeah. So, so, so having a storefront, right. Having a storefront, a gallery, uh, where, where, and I don't know if it's going to be in two years, five years or 10 years, but having a gallery in a plaza by, you know, by Walmart or by, you know, somewhere else in the, in the city where people are shopping is a, is definitely a, a, a goal of mine um, mm. to be an asset on the West coast as well as I am trying to paint that picture in the DMV. So, you yeah. know, Oh man, you know, if I, you know, to go into speaking engagements, so, someone, uh, you know, a brand, a brand, uh, uh, you know, uh, not, not necessarily uh like Louis Vuitton or, or Ralph Lauren or whatever, mm. uh, but Leroy Brown. You know, I, I'm not the best artist, but I'm going to be the best Leroy Brown. So uh, vision-wise, vision I, I definitely want to influence people, you know, vets uh, as well, mm -hmm. uh, kids of all kinds, teenagers, troubled teens, how you can cope with stress by using paint, uh, using, using, using something that you love and not just uh, building, right? Yeah. A lot of us creators are right, right brainer. So, um, you know... It's 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 bigger than it's bigger than just me. I want to make sure people are doing what they want to do in life. So it, the way I'm interpreting that, Leroy, is mm. it sounds like you want to be that mentor that helps other people find out what their passion is and then yeah. pursue it. Absolutely, um, absolutely. It it it's very you know representative of what happened with you. You had that mentor, and that mentor was able to take you to that next step where you wanted to make a business out of this. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I think it's necessary because you never know who's going to be the mentor. You never know. Right. You know, the only way you can know is just by doing good and then good will be, you know, brought back to you. So 
if, as long as you're trying to help others, you know, pursue that passion, yeah. find out what makes them tick. How can they deal with stress? You know, veterans deal with a lot of, you know, stress mm. internally and externally. How can they cope with that? How can they find outlets? Um, yes, there might be a bunch of people that do that art, but like you said, you just need one mentor. That's all you need. You just need one. doesn't matter how many people are out there. You just need one. So as long as you're able to put yourself out there, you could be that one for that, you know, multiple, hopefully absolutely. many people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not even in this. Like, I don't talk to the men, you know, him every day, you know, and I have yeah. more than one mentor. You know, it, it's not, it don't have to be, it's, most of the time you want a mentor in the same kind of, in the same direction that you're going, but like, you know, I can glean from many different people that I've uh, had stories of from, you know, from, uh, from, from rags to riches. And, yeah. and I'm not looking in their, their backyard, looking at the riches per se. I'm looking at how, what gems are they dropping? What nuggets are they dropping? What, what is the basic stuff? Not, not this crazy uh, rocket scientist, you mm -hmm. know, formulas, but I'm looking at the basic stuff that gets folks by. And I'm trying to set that, that type of example where, you know, the basic stuff, those little gyms, you have to yep. start somewhere and, you, you know, and, and keep consistently going. Everybody has a secret ingredient to make their formula. The formula of success. Everybody has their own secret ingredient. And you can take little bits and pieces. And I think the biggest type of leadership and mentorship is by example. I think is you have to be able to show what you're talking about, be able to, to be able to guide others through experience. Um, and, you know, in order to do that, you have to put yourself out there. Um, so, uh, Leroy, uh, what, give me, uh, give me your favorite quote that you, that you abide, that you kind of held on to while you were serving that you either told to your Marines or that you used for yourself to motivate you. It came from a, a chief one officer, uh, uh, chief one officer, Aaron Sarbacher. Uh, he was a Perzo. Uh, he would always say, uh, do good things. And he would mm. leave it at that. He wouldn't say anything else. Um, and that's from, uh, I mean, and then realistically, that was at my, my second duty station. So I was a junior Marine. And it stuck with me the whole time uh, throughout wow. the Marine Corps, throughout the 20 years, even to now, like I hear him saying, do good things. It's like, okay, that is really mm. a broad, <laughs> a broad term, but like whatever you do, do good things, do good things out mm. there. And he let, I guess he meant, Hey, he, you finish the, you finish the sentence with whatever good that you're doing. And as long as you're doing good, um, you know, uh, good things will happen to you, you know, to those mm -hmm. who do good. But Chief Warren, yes, Chief Warren Sarbacher made him through the Marine Corps. He was uh, my boss at one time. But like, like I say, I, you know, I still remember those words. You know, he was definitely uh, definitely an uh, asset to, to my success today, just with the little things. One of the leaders. It's amazing how three words can impact your life. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, it. It's it's crazy how life can be so simple, you know. And first off, whether or not you know what's good or bad, you can feel it when you do good. You have a different type of you know self worth when you do good. Yeah. You know, you you pride yourself, and it's just do good things. That's just so simple, but it it, it changes 
your whole perspective on life. Yes, it's it's a spiritual uh, a spiritual mindset. Like you know, uh, to to operate in another realm, which is goodness. You know, mm. uh, man, I'm telling you, man. I, I if 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 everybody could do good things, then there would be really not, nothing difficult about this thing. Um, you know, but yes, we have controversy out there, but we still have to turn to that those three simple words. Yeah. You know, uh, like the military is like, keep it simple, stupid. The kiss, the kiss me. I still remember stuff like that. Keep it simple, stupid. Whatever you, whatever you do, um, little acronyms. Yeah. So that that's the whole military experience is all acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Leroy, uh, I want to kind of let the audience, if they wanted to reach out to you, how could they contact you and we kind of know what you're doing in the future, but is there anything else you kind of want to talk about before we close out here? Um, I, I say, you know, uh, so basically, you know, uh, I, I answered one of your questions. Three pieces of advice uh, not to take, for, for, especially for Marines coming up in the military, not mm. to lose uh, um, half thick skin. You know about, you know, yes. half thick skin and not to take anything personal. And, and, and it's not just for the, you know, the Marines, the junior Marines going into the military or going to, you know, making this thing a career. Um, it's for other people, you know, have thick skin and not to take anything personal. Where you're at an Amazon mm -hmm. factory or you're in your own business because there's going to be customers, you know, that probably rub you the wrong way or say things that they have no business saying. Uh, mm -hmm. But you have to be able to have a clear mindset. Uh, finding a mentor. That mentor don't have to be to your left or right. Just find someone that you want to emulate. And then not to lose sight of who you are through the process of this, that military thing, uh, you know, always doing something in your leisure that you, that you love, you know, using that time, time. Mm -hmm. But you guys can find me, uh, if you go subscribe to my newsletter, uh, LeroyBrownArt.com is on the homepage. Uh, also, I'm on TikTok uh, and Facebook as Leroy underscore Brown underscore art. And this weekend, uh, we're out at Veterans Growing America here in Woodbridge, uh, in Woodbridge, Virginia, just no just north of me. Uh, and it's a vendor pop-up shop. So it's a bunch of uh, uh, veteran-owned businesses. So it's, a, it's you're either a veteran or you're Ooh. a spousal veteran or a, a dependent of a veteran. But, yes, you can find me in the flesh and in and, and, <laughs> and, and the spirit there, uh, you know, marketing my brand, pushing that brand, pushing that Leroy Brown art brand. But uh, nevertheless... If you type Leroy Brown Art, you know, I'm, I'm going to pop up somewhere. Well, we're going to have all your links in our in our description. We're going to make sure that if anybody needs to get in contact with you, they'll at least have uh, some way through us that you can get contacted. But, uh, Leroy, I really appreciate you for your time. I think, you know, what your mentality is and what you're trying to pursue, I think is really something to aspire by. And I hopefully others can be impacted by kind of just your passion and what you're doing. So thank you. Appreciate you, Zach. Man, thank you so much. And uh, simplify, Devil Dog. Simplify. <laughs>